Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Today's hashtag QueerAF has some adult themes. Today's episode is brought to you with the support from the publisher Penguin Books. The story starts with three voices. All four of them were just going at it. Just sort of speaking, and you don't know who they are or what they're talking about right away. I thought there were three. No, four. That's what Tori said. All hard. And I think the guy from St. Jude's was going down on the other one. What's his name? Zach from Riverton Prep. But it becomes clear that they're talking about a unnamed man who seems to have had a 4G. A 4G? You know, an orgy, but with four people. In the bathroom at someone's party. Who is the other one? I don't know. But Jack was, like, orchestrating the whole thing. He totally seduced them all in there and started the 4G. (sighs) I wonder how he does it. Who? Jack. How he gets all that D. A 4G in Hannah Ling's hot tub? It's like his life is a porno. Is it like that for all gay guys? What a great question. Let's find out. I'm Jamie Wareham. This week on the Hashtag QueerAF podcast, we read the book wants to be the sex education you wish you had. Uh, They talk about how he has a very active and diverse sex life. Author Lev Rosen. My name is Lev Rosen. I'm the author of several books for adults and children, but my first young adult book, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts, is coming out in the UK in February. And... You just heard the first page of Jack of Hearts, as read by Drew Caden, a queer drag queen, and a perfect encapsulation of the character Jack, who tells this story in his own words. My reputation for sluttiness is only partially deserved. Yeah, I was kissing that guy from St. Jude's, sure, and then I kissed that guy Zach, who maybe was a friend of Jessica Lauder's, but mentioned being president of his GSA, so I don't think he was there with her. Although, maybe? I guess? I didn't ask. He should have said something. There wasn't a fourth guy. There was a big mirror in the bathroom. Maybe that's what Tori saw. But yeah, that's me, Jack. Jack is out proud, uh, has been for several years. He's 17. He enjoys wearing heavy eyeliner. He's just very happy with himself and he has no interest in having a boyfriend and he doesn't feel bad about that. 
Um, he sometimes feel a little guilty about how easy it is for him. Um, he goes to a private school in New York City, generally a very liberal place. But otherwise, he is, yeah, he's a happy, queer, slutty guy, and he has uh, no problem with being that. He loves being that. And whatever kind of queer you are, it's likely that you're going to recognise some of your own story in Jack's, particularly if you've ever been a victim of gossip, especially about your sex life. We went on campus to ask the National Student Pride volunteers if they'd ever been victim of their sex lives being spread around. No, I think any rumour that was spread around was probably correct. I went through a very slutty phase when I lived in Australia and I was always um, going to events and things like that, but it turned out I was never going to events. I was just having a lot of sex. So then eventually people were like, I think you're a bit of a slut. And it was, you know, it was a phase I passed out of. Honestly, I'm really tame. There have been, like, no rumours that I'm aware of. <laughs> well, I had sex while I was flying from Barcelona back to London. That I had sex in the, in, the, in, the, in the toilet, in the airplane. No, none about my sex life. Just about my sexuality. Do you mind sharing one of those? That I was gay. <laughs> Which was a revelation to no one. I think that's it. Oh, and I fingered Louise Richards at a GCSE uh, sort of age party. So Jack is another zone. Plenty of IRL versions there of misconceptions about what queer sex is like, or indeed what it is, quote unquote, supposed to be. I think there's a lot of gossip about everyone really in high school but when it comes to being queer there's this idea that queer people's sex lives are somehow to be talked about they're there for straight people to talk about whether to disapprove or to find sort of titillating as opposed to just queer people having sex and does lev know this firsthand when I was in high school and I was out and I went to a private high school in New York City, just like Jack, certainly there was curiosity. Um, as far as I know, there were no overt rumors about my sex life. There was no one for me to have rumors with. I was like one of the only out guys. Um, yep, I bet this is all feeling too familiar for most of you. Hashtag QueerAF is, of course, a project for National Student Pride. And when we campaigned for better sex ed in the UK when it was the event's main theme in 2016, we were clear that LGBT plus lessons needed to be a part of that. In July 2018, the UK government did confirm all schools in England would have to include LGBT narratives in age-appropriate sex ed classes in all schools. Mandatory. A huge win. But until this hits the curriculum and with much of the world left catching up. Lev has thrown the sex ed banana in the trash and replaced it with real lessons through Jack's coming-of-age story. It has all the usual teenage twists and turns you'd expect, but it's complicated by the fact Jack starts to write an agony aunt column with sex advice. I, it's funny, I didn't really start out wanting to write like, yeah, sex. I wanted to write about queerness, essentially. I wanted to write a book that wasn't a coming out story, um, but was a staying out story. It was about what happens after you're out, after you're proud, after you are living your best life and how it's not all sunshine and rainbows from that point on, even in these super liberal 
places surrounded by super liberal people who would say things like, oh, yeah, I'm totally for gay marriage. And which one of you is the husband and which one of you is the wife, which is, of course, a super homophobic thing to say. Um, uh, so I wanted to explore to really sort of get to it, especially you talk about teens. Queerness is about sexual desire. And I wanted to make a character who was really into sexual desire. And that meant really into sex. And it meant not a sweet, romantic, I don't know, soft cinnamon roll love story. And those are important um, because it's important for young young queer people to be able to see themselves falling in love. But I wanted one that was not that, that was not just like, I'm coming out, I'm falling in love. I wanted one that was like, hey, guess what? I'm out, I'm queer, I'm sleeping around, I have no desire to have a boyfriend. Like, that is a perfectly fine way to be a queer person. Wasting no time, Jack's first letter gives the sex ed lesson anyone who's had anal without prepping wishes they'd heard before they went bottoms up. Responding to the first letter from a girl who was thinking about having sex with her boyfriend, he writes, Dear His Anaconda Want, My first time getting it in the butt was kind of weird. I think it's going to be weird for everyone's first time, though. Preach, Jack. Preach. But to fast forward to the important bit here, as juicy as the details of Jack getting with this sexy senior are, you can pick up the book for that. So he bends me over the bed and drizzles some lube on my ass. I made him wear a condom, of course, and he starts pushing it in. And wow, that hurts. I tell him to stop. It hurts. And he says he'll go slower. I say, okay, because he's already in. And I'm thinking, I'm gay. This is something I have to learn how to do, right? So he slows down and pushes in. And eventually it starts to feel good, like really good. He's hitting the right spot. Nerve endings are all aglow. Eventually he finishes and pulls out. And the condom, of course, is covered in shit. Yep, many of us have been there. And if someone says they've done anal and this has never happened to them, chances are they're lying. Queerness, at least when I was in high school, like three years ago, um, uh, queerness was not something that was discussed in sex ed. In fact, sex ed itself wasn't really much of anything back then. It was like condoms on bananas for me. I don't know what it is across the pond. Um, yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, uh, it's good to know some things are universal. Um, but it... You know, they don't talk about queer sex in sex ed. They don't talk about pleasure. They don't talk about desire. And so you end up sort of, as a queer person, being like, well, I don't, I I have vague ideas as to, like, you know, wanting to kiss someone, etc. And you know some of the basics, but essentially you're not getting sex ed from anywhere. And so the place that most teens today go is porn. And nothing against porn, but porn is a fantasy and there are like half the fantasy is how easy it is in porn, you know? Um, so I, I guess I just thought if I'm going to like 
get into sex, I'm going to teach something useful too. I'm going <laughs> to get into cleaning up beforehand and some basic stuff and consent and, um, uh, you know, even basic BDSM stuff is in there. I really wanted to essentially give queer teenagers real sex ed guide since as far as I know one doesn't really exist for them in many places today after the break Jack's on point advice about how to have amazing anal sex without any messy moments plus we speak to Lev about why narratives about consent are heavy throughout the book as well as just how much queer sex we should all be having This episode has been made possible by Penguin Books, publisher of a number of amazing LGBT plus books. We've spoken about several of them on this podcast before, including Matthew Todd's Straight Jacket. Head back to season one for an interview with him, or season two's I'm Gay, but also a homophobe episode to hear more about the themes in his book. And as National Student Bride approaches, Feb 22nd to 24th, Jack of Hearts and Other Parts is a delightful, frank and salacious book that's going to have you giggling with empowerment as a travelling companion to our pride. The book's out Feb 7th in all good online and IRL bookstores, as well as an e-book and an audiobook, which you've heard clips from in today's show. time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. As I chatted to Lev Rosen, it was clear that much of his own experiences and activism has inspired parts of the narrative. And Jack's experience we heard before the break is the first time we hear one of Lev's core sex education themes in the book. 
consent, which means having the sex you want and enjoy when you want it. Oh, and don't worry, I haven't forgot about the bottom advice. That'll come soon. It's something I see in young women or not so young women, and it's something I see in gay men too, that there are these sort of ideas of like what sex is and you must perform those sexual acts even if you don't enjoy them and that is not at all jack's philosophy it is about for jack it really is about what what gets you off (laughs) um uh, what is fun for you what is pleasurable for you and what is pleasurable for the other person and that is really what consent is is everyone having a good time that's all consent is uh that sort of check-in and a willingness to say no i'm not having a good time when you're not and i think that's the thing that a lot of people can be very nervous about but the moment that you're not having fun, you tell him to stop. Like, that's not what this is about. It's not about you being a sex toy for him, unless you're into that, I guess. Um, It's about you enjoying yourself just as much as he is. And that that's, to me, the essence of consent. Everyone having a good time. (laughs) So as well as having a good time, just how often should we all be having sex? I mean, Jack Jack is very happily slutty, but he also has his best friend, Ben, who is not. Best friend, Ben, who is a virgin, and who's gay as well, who's virgin, and um, who wants to fall in love first. And he has all these ideas of, like, the sort of perfect way of losing his virginity. And that is just as valid as Jack's point of view. And Jack makes that very clear. He's like, I really wanted to have sex. I really want to have sex with these people. And I enjoy doing that. And Ben, though, wants to wait for the right guy and the right moment. And that's perfect for him. And I think that's the best advice that I could or Jack could give young queer people, which is just anyone one who tells you this is how gay men do it this is what gay men are especially 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 if it's coming from a straight person or from a predominantly heterosexual culture which most advice for gay people is is complete and total bullshit you get to be whatever kind of gay you want to be and the idea that you have to be slutty or you have to be this or that is just nonsense and should be laughed at like brazenly. (laughs) Queer identities are sexually charged. And that's true for all sexual or romantic orientations, frankly, even including asexuality, because thanks to stereotypes and misconceptions, we're all told just how much we're all supposed to be having depending on what our sexuality or orientation is. For gays, the stereotype is that we have more sex than everyone else. For ace people, it's that they have none. It's, of course, way more complicated for every identity than that. When I was at school, one gay guy told me that gays have sex all the time. And so my first time, which was also with him, was partly down to the fact that I thought I needed to get on and get started as if I was some kind of underperforming gay if I wasn't having sex. So, as you can imagine, it wasn't the most romantic of first times. 
we were safe, and yeah, it was great. But with hindsight, I might not have rushed into it so fast if I'd have known that that was a stereotype and a misconception. And Lev will be the first person to tell you, Jack has a lot of sex in his story. But those stereotypes are something Lev's book challenges too. So who is Jack to you, Lev? Who is Jack to me? Jack is someone that I never was, but I could have been if I had been less worried about being judged, if that makes sense. And certainly I know plenty of people who uh, were Jacks or want to be Jacks but are worried or are Jacks but would never say so. Half the reason I wrote the book was to tell young Lev to, like, calm down. (laughs) So, like, when did you come out? Were you out of school like Jack was? Um, My coming out was entertaining i guess um so like i said i went to a private high school in new york city so super liberal um even three years ago when i was in high school Uh, um but uh, freshman year of high school uh sitting around with a bunch of friends and i say something to the effect of like well you know i think everyone's bisexual and to which my friend responds with no love you're just gay (laughs) and i was like all right there's some truth to that um, uh, uh, and although I do believe that sexuality is significantly more fluid than most people would have you believe, um, and that was pretty much it. That was like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, and I was in the Gay Straight Alliance, and I was president, co-president of the Gay Straight Alliance. Um, uh, and then in college, I was like, I was head of a few queer groups. God, I don't even remember them all. Um, but... It was it was pretty tame. Um, I never technically came out to my parents. Um, I just started talking about a guy I was dating, <laughs> and my mom. I don't know if she's gonna like me telling this story. My mom turned to me because she was she sort of took this as my coming out, and she's like, "Lev, you know, when I had two boys, I I wasn't worried about this, but you've changed that. So let me tell you something that my mother told me when I was your age: all men are scum." <laughs> and that was that was pretty much my coming out and at one point i asked her like wait dad knows and she said your father's not stupid lev <laughs> <laughs> so you know it, it's been pretty easy overall um i am very privileged that it could be worse <laughs> i am like jack in that regard i am well aware it could be worse um but that doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows and certainly I have experienced my fair share of prejudice uh, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's not homophobia because they're not scared of you. And so uh, I will I will use a word from the late great sitcom Happy Endings and say it's gaysism. Have you heard that term before? Where people like just sort of are making assumptions about you because of your sexuality and they're not necessarily like hateful per se but they are essentially like oh well you're a gay guy so you'll be perfect for shopping uh for shoes with me i got that a lot a lot of women really think that i would be great for shopping with shoes and my i am terrible at shopping for shoes i will tell you that right now um so just so we're clear me too i absolutely (laughs) really really terrible And I'm also aware I've been an absolute tease on the bottomly advice. So before we leave the last word of the show to Lev, let's get one last taste of Jack of Hearts. 
Anyway, here's my advice to you. Make sure you want to do it because it's going to be uncomfortable at first for sure. But it can be fun too. Even if you don't have a prostate, there are nerve endings and pressure. Just make sure you've taken a shit beforehand and cleaned after, preferably with soap and water in the shower. Because if you gotta go while he's inside you, it's going to come out gross. When you're ready to get fucked, use lots of lube. A finger first. Go slow. Make sure he's still focused on keeping you turned on, too. It helps if you start out riding him facing forward. Then you have more control over how deep he goes, and you can still communicate what you need. Once he's in you, tell him to just stay there for a while, so you can get used to it. Then when you give the okay, he can slowly start fucking you. If you don't like it, tell him to stop. If you decide to switch holes, use a fresh condom. And be prepared. Sometimes, shit just happens. But if you take it slow, it can be really great. Jack of Hearts. The main takeaway from Jack of Hearts, I think, would be essentially, you know, I've been signing all the books, uh, do you. <laughs> Which my my aunt was like, I'm deeply offended by this. And I was like, no, it just means be yourself. And that's that's essentially what I think I would want everyone to take away from this book, which is that you should feel free to be the person that you want to be. And obviously in the case of this book, yes, that means sexually. Um, uh, but it also means in terms of behavior, wearing makeup, um, being the wrong kind of gay, whatever, be, you know, don't worry about the patriarchal heterosexual society. That's essentially telling you how to behave. Cause that stuff is all again, bullshit. And so, I think the main takeaway is to just ignore it and be the person that you want to be and to never be ashamed or feel isolated by your behavior or your desires. As long as everyone's consenting and everyone's having fun, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Or to put it in a hashtag, be queer AF. This week's hashtag QueryF was supported by Penguin Books. Get Jack of Hearts and other parts in all good bookstores, also available as an ebook. And you heard clips from the audiobook in today's show as read by Drew Caden. The show was presented and produced by me, Jamie Worm. National Student Pride, the reason we make this show to keep the pride of conversation going all year round, is the 22nd to 24th of February 2019. And you can see this show recorded live on stage with guest host Evan Davis interviewing the LGBT plus legend that is Ian McKellen. £5 weekend wristbands available on studentpride.co.uk forward slash tickets. See you there. Remember, help spread the Queer AF message. Tell a friend about us, rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, or even if you can, share the show on your social media. We're hashtag Queer AF. And so are you. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.